The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Okay, so I think it's probably fair to say, I haven't done like an actual poll, but I, I feel like the thing that people enjoy most about davening in the month of Nisan is you don't have to say Takanun. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's always like an interesting question about how there's something psychological going on there about like how it's not like you're really like saving a lot of time, but it's just so enjoyable to skip Takanun, you know? I, I personally don't mind short Takanun. I also tachnun. don't, yeah. Long yeah. Takanun. I can't. I, I yeah, just... yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have never looked into why we don't say Tafanun. Uh, I just kind of made assumptions, and so this year I actually looked into it, and I found a, uh, I found sources and like regular sources, and then I found an amazing Aruch Shulchan that like makes the not saying of Tafanun into an entire like philosophical experience, uh, wow. and I I want to share. It. So what would you say? I guess based on knowledge or based on intuition. Why don't we say Tachanun during the month of Nisan? I was told the majority of the month is happy because of the Nisim in the beginning. And then okay. and then you have Pesach, so you don't say Tachanun then, yeah. which means that majority of it is happy. So we characterize the whole month as happy and therefore we don't say Tachanun. Okay. That is true to the sources. <laughs> that is exactly like what, what the first part of this year is going to be. Okay. okay. Just going through the standard me, sources. I just need to grab. Sure. Yeah. Isaiah? Uh, I can't hear you, even though you're unmuted. Does everyone say we don't say Takanun the whole month? Not everyone. Being so you only not... say Takanun until Pesach. You only don't okay. say it until okay. Pesach. So there is a machlokas uh, uh, between the tour and the Shulchan Aruch. I don't know who else, but the tour and the Shulchan Aruch about uh, how long you don't say Takanun for. So uh, let's look into all uh, those sources. So the earliest, or anyone how early the uh, Minhag is? I, I, I did not know. I was kind of shocked. Rishon, Rishonim, I don't know. Earlier. Yeah, own it. Earlier. The, the Mishnah. No, not quite so early. Okay, so. The Gemara. Uh, not quite so early there. So, oh, so, it's got to be the Yeah, Savarayim. Okay, so the Masechta Katana. Okay, so this is uh, um, Masechta Sofrin. Okay, so that's that's pretty uh, big deal, but not not quite a level of Tanayim Amarayim. So Masechta Sofrin in Perik uh, Chaf Aleph, I guess, is talking about let me just see if this is true. It's talking about fast days. Okay. So the first, I don't know if you call it, what do you call these things? Line, Mishnah, Halacha. I don't know what you call the units of Masechah Sofrim. So it says, Mafsikin Lepurim, Keminhag Rabbosenu Shabamarav. I'm not even sure what it means. Mafsikin, um, uh, okay. Oh, you interrupt the the uh, the, creo, the readings. Okay. Uh, for Purim. Okay. Then it mentions a minhag uh, that says it is the cut. Oh, sorry. Why am I going in English? Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So I guess this was a minhag at one point to fast the three fast days of Morchai and Esther uh, after Purim uh, on Monday, Thursday, and Monday. So we obviously just do uh the day before uh, Purim, but they, I guess, used to do three days because Morkhan Esther fasted for three days. Okay, that's not really our... our, our uh, yeah. Bimarov means in Eretz Yisrael? In Eretz Yisrael, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, wait, 
Yeah, necessarily. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's west, west of, of right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that part's not important for our purposes. But our purposes say like this: Nisan. So why don't we fast them in Nisan? Now, I don't think it means why don't we fast them when Mordechai and Esther fasted them in Nisan because that was actually on Pesach. So in, I guess the assumption is why don't we do it in the same month that they did it in? So the answer is So on the first of Nisan on Rosh Chodesh, the Mishkan was set up. Uh, and the 12 Nisim, the princes, offered their korbanos on uh, each of the 12 days, for each and every uh, shevet. And each one of them had a yom tov, made a yom tov on his day. Now, I think this is a typo. Don't worry, I already sent it in the typo notice to Al-Torah. Um, similarly, in the future, uh, in the time of Mashiach, Hamikdash Lihibanos Benisan. The Mikdash is going to be built in Nisan. as it is stated, in Weird puzzle to bring. There's nothing new under the sun, I guess, because the Mishkan was built in, in uh, Nisan, so the future one's going to be built in Nisan. Okay, so that's the first 12 days of the month. Okay. But then it says, Lafikach in Omrim Tachanunim Koyume Nisan. Therefore, we do not say Tachanun. Uh, for all the days of Nisan, the in misanin or Nisan, and we don't fast until Nisan uh, passes. Ella habchoros shemisanin be'erav pesach, except for the firstborns who fast on erev pesach. Um, okay, um, we don't really need to do the rest of this. So uh, there are there's a whole to do in the acronym about why it differentiates between tachnun and tainus. That tachnunim we don't do the entire Nisan. But Tainus, we don't do, uh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, both of them are like this. All right. There is a to-do. It's just not here. Okay, fine. So that's the earliest mention of not doing Tachanunim uh, during Nisan. Okay. So the next source that I'm aware of is the tour. Okay. Yeah. Can I just ask a question on that? Sure. The thing we just read. Yeah. How is that a Lufi coffin? They only say about the first... Uh... Right. The first so, 12 days. Uh, that's a good question. So my assumption here is that it's saying, obviously, you're not going to fast on Pesach. Right on Pesach itself, because that's actually a Yom Tov, not even a personal Yom Tov. But the Chiddush is for the first part of Nisan, also. Right now, according to so this says though all of Nisan you don't fast, even though technically speaking it is fifteen, what uh, I guess um, twenty two days of Nisan or twenty three if you count Isruchag. So, but it says all of Nisan, okay. But the tour says differently, okay. The tour says, and I don't know why he uses this lashon Matsasi Kasuv. I found written. From Rosh Chodesh Nisan until after Isruchag, so until the 23rd of Nisan, um, I guess in uh, Eretz Yisrael or the 24th in Galus, right? That makes sense, right? Because it's seven days in plus one, so it's eight, 23, so 24. So I guess through the 24th, you don't do Nephilus Apayim, you don't do Tachanun. Not in the day and not in the night. Okay, it's a whole other question about why would you even do Takhnun at night? Okay, whatever. The in Omrim we don't the Mincha Bashabis, we don't say Titkaska Tedek on Mincha Shabbos. Usually the rule there is if you don't say Takhnun, you don't do Titkaska. The Imis Anin, and we don't do fasting. The Imis Pidin, and we don't do Hespadin. Um, that's a typo um, in the actual tour. Uh, this is what is written in the last parak. Supposed to be 
Mo Yom Tov. Okay, fine. So he quotes that. So that's the the uh, the tour. So the tour only is saying that we don't do Nafil Spine through Isru Chag, and he gives the reasoning as a Masaka Sofrim. Same reasoning. When when they say Tachnonim, is that also referring to the Kaina tour or no? So it's a good question. I've never heard that we suspend El Kainasor, even though technically that is Tachanunim. And he, the tour does use the, the Lushan of Nefilas Apayim, which is the Tachanunim, um, you know, after you up, you know, right. stop the Shmon Esrei. I've never heard of anyone not doing the Tachanunim after, uh, immediately after Shmon Esrei. So I don't know. And I don't know why we differentiate. I mean, the Tachanunim definitely seem to have a different character. Um, you know, like I, the one, I mean, I guess this is a whole sugi, but the one after Amida is like, last minute requests, you know, uh, and right. the, uh, one of the field's prime has to do with like, you know, Shuva and Kapara. Uh, we're going to kind of try to get into that today, but not the one for after Tfila. Okay. So the Shulchan Aruch says, So virtually the same as the tour, except he says the entire Chodesh Nisan. And then the Be'er Hetev and a bunch of other uh, Akronim say what Yosef said about why we don't do it for the rest of the month. It's a, uh, first of all, he quotes the Torah. Be'er Hetev says, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not exactly Acharkach. Okay, Erev Pesach, Upesach, the Isruchag. Okay, fine. So whatever, you do the 12 days, then you do, I guess, I don't know what happens at the 13th, uh, and then uh, Erev Pesach, the 14th, you don't do it, and then Pesach, you don't do it in Isruchag. And then he says, Therefore, the entire the majority of the Chodesh um, uh, went out in Kedusha. And then he says, Lefikach Osim Kula, Kodesh. Therefore, we make all of it Kodesh. I didn't. I missed this last time. What is this? Atam Itosav Chaga Al Shem Okay, fine. Let's just double check this. Mishnah Buru says Bechol Kodesh Nisan. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's the uh, that's the standard answer. Okay, but now what, is, what do they Shulchan. mean by Kodesh in that in that? Yeah, answer? Kodesh is weird, right? I mean, it is. Uh, Yosef said Simcha, and I kind of also assumed it was Simcha. Definitely Pesach is Kodesh, you know, like halakhically. Um, the the Nesim offering the Korbanos. I mean, maybe that was Kodesh then. It's weird to say that the days are are Kodesh. Maybe it means it's associated with Kedusha. I also don't know what Kedusha has to do with Tachanunin. You know? It's it's also like, Kedusha means like designated, right? Yeah, it means designated, but here I feel like it means like designated for, uh, you know, actual Kedusha purposes. Maybe that's just my assumption. Right, but like, it's also like, if the rest of Nissan is... Kadosh, Kadosh for what? Like, right. That's the question. Okay, good. So the Aruchoshachan is going to ultimately reject this answer uh, for a reason that might be less halachic, but it's more philosophically fun. Okay, so let's see the Aruchoshachan, and this is like, uh, it's amazing. Okay, uh, in my opinion. All right. So the Aruchoshachan says as follows. So what he's going to do is he's going to say some of the same things, but he's going to contextualize it in this like beautiful 
Drusha on the month of Nisan in general. Okay, so here's what he says. Nisan hu Rosh HaChodashim. So Nisan is the first of months, okay? Umipne gidulaso lachain afalkisha hashana monin mitishre mikomakom hachodashim monin minisan. So because of its greatness, therefore the year, even though the year, the count of years begins with Tishrei. Nevertheless, the months we count from Nisan Shnemar, as it says, Hakodesh Zelachem Rosh Chodeshim. This month for should be for you the first of months. Rishon Hulachem Lachotche Ashana, the first of the months of the year. Okay, now hold on. I'm going to hide it for a second. If I ask you why is Rosh why is Nisan the first of the months, what would you say? Because the first year we it's the first month we had. With Halacha, okay, like so, it it could be that it was the first month where we actually needed a calendar, right? Um, you know, to to celebrate Pesach. Yeah. Okay. I, I just think it's out of necessity and it's out of like part right. of the whole, maybe part of the theme of like, um, well, I mean, that's when we got the first mitzvah uh, right. as a nation. So maybe you say it's that as well. Right. You could say probably, beginning of the nation, beginning of the calendar. You don't start a calendar before you need to start it. Right. Okay. Uh, isn't it i don't know in some sense like the beginning of the order of the festivals like like pesach right. begins right. it maybe ball talk here okay right. it's about pesach being the beginning <laughs> okay right so so uh first the festivals i would have said also maybe the um you know just like uh we count the um days of the week in reference to shabbos you know i mean even though shabbos is the seventh uh Mitzrayim. So he says similarly, okay. He says, um, uh, uh, the puzzle means that since it's the beginning of all the months, the first of all the months, therefore it's the first of the months of uh for the count of months. What's the greatness of Nisan? That's when Yitzhak Mitzrayim happened. Uh, because that's when the Hashgacha of Hashem over his creations was revealed, was manifest, and his signs and his wonders. And when God gave retribution to the Russia according to his wickedness, and he paid good to those who uh, he loves. As he struck Paro and Mitzrayim and redeemed Israel. Okay, so it's the this significant event when God uh, intervened and showed his hashkacha. Okay, so that's nice. Okay, but then he asked a question which I had never heard asked before. Okay, which you're going to think that there's an easy answer. Okay, and there might be. Why did God redeem us in Nisan? Because the ram was like the head of Nisan. Ah, and- okay. Okay, good. So that's the approach he takes. So what what answer does the puzzle give, though? Um, I don't know. The Chodesh Aviv? Yeah, Chodesh Aviv, right? So the Pasuk, and I think this is the one that most people know because of Rashi. Well, the Pasuk, but mostly because of Rashi. Hayom Atem Yotim Chodesh Aviv. So today you're going out in the month of uh, spring. So Rashi says, Chodesh Aviv, he's quoting uh, something. Uh, so did the Bnei Israel not know what Chodesh? This is in uh, Yud, Yud Gimel Dalad, uh, that Moshe was talking to them. So obviously they know that they're going out in the Chodesh. So he must be making a point. This is what he said to them. See the chesed that God bestowed upon you. He took you out in a month that is fit to, to depart. It's not too sunny. Not too cold. Not too rainy. He took out the those who are bound, Bekosheros, 
Uh, I think that probably means like in uh, some sort of bindings. Let's just see. I don't know what kosher rose is. Uh, I think this is going to be a, uh, uh, oh, sorry, into prosperity. Okay. But then the drusha says, chodesh hu kasher lattes, a chodesh that was fit to, to leave. Okay. So that's, that I think is the standard answer because it's in the Pesach. Okay. Doesn't, but yeah. Doesn't, uh, doesn't obvious there mean like the first cuttings of grain? Uh, like I think when, it means when the, the, maybe the, the budding, let's see the, it says, oh no, you're right. Fresh young years. Yeah. Yeah. It does mean that. But I guess that's like the, it is nice weather at the time. Right. Yeah. That. It's going to happen uh, at around that time. Okay. So, but then the Arkha takes the direction that Yosef took, but he takes it and he fully fleshes it out. He says like this, Vlama Nivhar, um, oops. Vlama Nivhar HaKodesh Zeh. Why was this month chosen? Okay. Mipnei Sheha Mitzrim Avdu Latale. Because Egypt worshipped the ram. Okay. Or Aries, if you want to use modern Zodiac uh, signs. Shuhu Rosh Hamazalos Be'ifodas Ha'agula. Which is the first of the constellations. Now, if you Google Afodas Ha'agula, Google Images will tell you it means a uh, a sleeveless cardigan, uh, which is not actually what it means. <laughs> so Afodas Agula means the the zodiac cycle. Okay, uh, and when he says it's the Rosh Hamazalos, there's something called the ecliptic. I think, yeah. And there are reasons why uh, we say that Aries is the first. I mean, you would think that there's no beginning of the Zodiac cycle because it's a, it's a cycle. So uh, I, I tried to understand it briefly uh, and I kind of lost interest. Okay. But if you're interested, look up ecliptic uh, and it'll tell you why Aries is the beginning or look up um, why is Aries the first Zodiac sign? Uh, yeah. Okay, fine. So it, it, it'll say, it. we're not going to go into that right now, but whatever. That was back then also. Uparo Samach Alkoho Umazalo. Paro relied on its power and its, uh, constellation. Now this, I had never heard this job before. Okay. Lachain, therefore, I'd heard that, but I hadn't heard this next part. Lachain, therefore, Af Kibamakas Bara Nishbar Libo Hazona. Therefore, even though in the plague of hail, his heart, his uh, wayward heart was broken, to the point where he said, Hashem is the righteous one, and I and my people are wicked. Nevertheless, in the, in the uh, plague of uh, locusts, he lifted his head, okay, like brazenly. It says he drove them out. And in Choshech, he went out with great chutzpah. Uh, to the point where he said to Moshe Rabbeinu, don't see my face. Don't continue to see my face. Okay, so the question is like, what, what led to the change of heart? Okay, ignore the puzzle saying that God uh, hardened his heart. Okay, uh, flame shot. But Tom, the reason is because then the days of Nisan were drawing near. And he trusted in his constellation during this month. Okay, so in other words, early on he gave up and he was like, okay, God's winning. But then as his constellation got closer, he trusted that his constellation would override Hashem because the assumption was that Hashem, God of the Hebrews was just one of the, you know, powers within nature. Uh, when Hashem was trying to say that the entirety of nature is, uh, is, you know, under his control. So this, yeah, Isaiah. Oh, I, I was just noting that he's like a werewolf. Like he gets superpowers. At yeah, a exactly. Time that, that's a good analogy. Right. That's what uh, God said to Moshe. That's why Hashem said to Moshe, this month will be for you the first of months. 
Hachodesh Hazesh Aparamamtina Lav. Oh, this is, this is the line here. Okay, this is the uh, highlighting line. Okay, Kolomar, meaning to say, uh, this month that Paro is waiting for, Yihei Lachem Rosh Hachodashim, this will be the first of months for you, Shebezetis Bar Ki'en Mamash Bamazalos, because through it, it, you, it will be clear to you that there is no power in astrology. Okay, but Hashem, who Halokim, and Hashem is the God, uh, He's God in the heavens above and the earth below. In uh, Ode, there is no other. And Israel is his treasured people. Therefore, it is for you the first of months. Okay, so uh, Nisan was chosen because that's what Paro was relying on. And God is showing there is absolutely no power in astrology and uh, and, you know, Israel has a direct relationship with God and therefore, uh, you know, you're not going to win. Don't think that you could like rely on your astrology. Yeah, Yosef? I get what he's saying, but like long-term speaking, right? Outside mm-hmm. of, outside of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, that's one particular of Odazara, right? Right. But like, what if someone else has the third month as... Right. Their- that's a good question. Yeah. Rosh, uh, Rosh Hashem, right? right. So it's a good question. Um, this kind of strays into other territory about many of the practices, according to the Rambam, many of the practices of the Torah, especially the Chukim, are against Avodah Zarah, and many right. of the Chukim were against specific practices that were dominant during the time of, of Matan Torah. So Egyptian practices, Sabian practices, um, you know, certain Babylonian practices. Uh, and, um, I guess it's a question there of, you know, why does the Torah polemicize against those, uh, specific Avodah practices that were, you know, localized, like certain things you can understand, let's say like sun worship, you know, that right. that's going to be common for everybody. But, um, but something like this, uh, does seem to be local to Mitzrayim. It's a good question. I mean, the, the a simple answer, which I don't know if it's satisfying, but a simple answer is that, you know, it, the the essential lessons here are not for the non-Jews. The essential lessons are for Bnei Israel, and Bnei Israel definitely got this lesson here that there is no substance in Avodah Zarah. And the main thing is that we preserve that idea and that way of thinking. And let's say some other Avodah Zarah comes up. You know, Christians come up and they make. Uh, you know, the winter solstice into a thing, you know, so we will have internalized the ideas as a nation of rejecting Vodazara and we'll hold that there's no power to their idea also, you know, if this right. were polemicizing against the Ovidia Vodazara themselves, then you would be right. Then you would need to like root out each one on its own. I think, yeah, I also think that you might say that the ones that are like banned in the Torah might be like on general emotions, right? Like that maybe there, maybe there's something about spring that like will be deified. Right. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good emotion. point also. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's a good point as well. Yeah. You can definitely see the things that are associated with, uh, with seasonal changes, you know, um, uh, being something that taps into a universal human emotion. Okay. Now he makes his move. Okay. So that, that was his idea. Now he makes the move. So given all of this, he recontextualizes everything that we just read. Okay. He says like this, because of the, the, this greatness of the month, that's why the Mishkan was set up in Nisan, as it's written in Pekude. And that's why the Nisim uh, offered their korbanos uh, for the dedication of the Mizbech, as it's written in Naso. 
Yom Yom Tov. And that's why every Nasi made a festival on his Yom Tov. B'chein Lasi Lavo. Same thing in the uh, future. Asi Beis Mikdash Lehibanos Benisan. The Beis Mikdash is going to be built in that month. Kedetani Beperik Basu Mesecha Sofrim. Um, and, uh, and, uh, as it's written in Mishak Sofrim, the Omer Sham, and it says there, in Omrim Nisan. That's why we don't say supplications for all Nisan. Okay, then he quotes stuff, uh, some details here. So the point is that he says, like, the way that the Messiah Sofran presented it is it made it sound like the Mishkan was the main thing, didn't even mention Yisrael Mitzrayim, and because of Nisan, uh, because of the Mishkan, and because of Pesach, therefore we don't say Tachanunim. But the Archuchan says, no, really Nisan special because we were taken out in Mitzrayim, and uh, in Nisan, and we were taken out of Mitzrayim in Nisan because we wanted to, sh- God wanted to show that Avodah Zarah has no power. And because of all of that, that's why the Mishkan was set up. That's why the Nassim brought their, their dedications. And that's why uh, the Mikdash is going to be built in Nisan in the future. And that's why we don't say Tafana, you know? Um, so it, he, he's, he's lumping it all under Nisan. And if you think that I'm reading into it, check this out. Okay. He says, The Ain Lishal, we do not ask, is a Yichus Yeshla Hayamim Sha'achara Pesach? What specialness does the, the, do the days after Pesach have? Okay. The Yeshlamar, because you could say, like the Magen of Ram and the Bear Hate of the Mission Brewers says, that the, the majority of the month went out in Kedusha, and therefore you like chalk up the rest of the days that way. And he says, In truth, we don't need this. The whole Chodesh Nisan Kadosh, the entire Chodesh Nisan is Kadosh, because of the reasons we mentioned. So he's really doubling down on this idea that the entire Chodesh Nisan is special because that was the Chodesh that was sig- significant for Avodah Zarah, and therefore uh, it's uh, special for all these other reasons. Yeah, Yosef? Maybe it's like, uh, what's the, I forgot which one it is, but uh, I always confuse them. But like with, we learn from the examples with the categories, which of our Bishmals is that? Oh, yeah, 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 right. The um, I also forgot which one. <laughs> you mean if Prot-tugal? it goes out for a specific thing, then it, uh, Pratoklal, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Fine. that might be it. Uh, whatever, one of them. But yeah. um, but maybe the I don't know, maybe I'm reading into it, but maybe it's maybe the um uh when they say it's because of of the Nisim and Pesach, it's really giving you like a product law. Maybe it's giving you the examples. See a lot of flies in this room and one just got in my mouth. Um <laughs> um Maybe it's saying it's giving you the examples, and you're and it's saying really that there's like the category of whatever Nissan is, right? This like thing about Nissan, and therefore it's teaching you the real concept, and that's why you don't say Zalchan, right? Just trying to like fit it into the- right, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That that that. Uh, I mean, you're just trying to make it more halakhic in terms of the uh, saying that everything stems from uh, from that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I thought that was interesting. So even if we stop here, okay, without understanding why Tachanun, which is the next step that I want to do, if we stopped here, then I, I just want to say that every time you stop, you, you're done with the, uh, your Amida and you're about to say Tachanun and you refrain, now you can associate it to rejection of Avodah Zarah, which is one of the main themes of, of, uh, of the Korban Pesach and, uh, and like the entire, like, you know, uh, views of, uh, 
of uh, of all the ideas on Pesach. I mean, you know, if we have time, we would I, I set aside some sources to read through that. But I, I think that's a fairly known idea, especially in our yeshiva of rejecting the Korban Pesach. But what I want to do is I want to um, tie this to what we've been working on, okay? Which is uh, the Mishnah in Avos, right? So in Avos we had. So when you daven, don't make your tefillah fixed or set, rather make it mercy and supplications before God, as it is stated in Yoel, because uh, he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abundant in chesed, and he relents regarding the evil. So our question was, uh, which we didn't answer. Um, okay, well, some of these we did answer. We asked, practically speaking, what does it mean to change your, uh, what is it saying to change about your tefillah? What was keva and what does it mean to make it lifne, to make it rachmim uh, and then our second question, which we did not answer, was what function does the Pasuk serve um, about God, right? It says because he's graceful and merciful, gracious, <laughs> gracious and merciful, Um uh, seemingly it's proving why your tefillah should be mercy and supplication, but the Pasuk is not about how you should have, it's about how Hashem acts. So what I wanted to try to do is, again, to, uh, kill, uh, sorry, feed two birds with one scone here, is um, uh, why does this idea about Nisan result in us not saying Tachanun? You know, like if the idea was like Yosef was saying about Simcha, so then I understand, you know, intuitively, like there's an idea that on days of Simcha, we don't do things that recall our, you know, uh, our iniquities, you know, so we're not going to say Tachanun in that way. But I want to see, is there an idea of like the rejection of Avodah as exemplified in Nisan and Mishkan? Oh, by the way, Mishkan is also, according to Sforno, a rejection of Avodah because Sforno famously holds that the Mishkan was set up after the Chet HaEgel, you know, to like... Um, uh, uh, counteract the Avodah thing. And, but even according to the Rabbam, I mean, all Korbanos are to reject Avodah So the question is, is there something about, about Tachanunim that would make it, uh, that would, it would make it appropriate to not say during a month that is associated with the rejection of Avodah And if we can answer our other two questions uh, in the, in the interim, that would be even better. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Is the, uh, I don't know if we're going to answer this now, but, what uh, what is Tachanun? Ah, okay, good. What is Tachanun? So we have to start there. Yeah, uh, another question. Just like, uh, I guess it's similar to Yosef's question, but like, yeah. in general, what is the idea of not saying Tachanun? Because the Tachanun mm-hmm. is this thing that's supposed to like help us get closer to Hashem and right. to do Tshuva. Right. Then like, why should you ever not want to not say it? Seems right. Like okay. So, uh, so the, I actually started to look into the question of like, what is the common denominator for when we don't say Tachanun in general? And uh, I, I decided to not go into that partially because I didn't have time today. The other part was because uh, it's, and I'm, I'm going to make a kind of like Mishnah Torah E type move uh, that the Archa Shulchan. So there is a parak about when we don't say Tachanan. Okay. Simon in the Shulchan Arach. And the Archa Shulchan doesn't say anything about this there. Okay. He lists Nisan uh, and so does the Shulchan Arach, but they don't say anything here, but everyone talks about this reason here, which makes it sound like this is an exception to the rule that, there, that we don't say talking in here, but this has its own unique reason. So I'm going to kind of make the assumption that this is, um, a unique thing and we'll kind of conveniently ignore the other, uh, the other question. So let's go to Yosef's question, which is, um, 
I forgot if we read this when we first uh, did this in Sheer or Isaiah, if you and I were preparing this on Shabbos, it's possible we did this. Va'eschanan, um, opening Pasuk. Okay, that's where Rashi uh, defines Tachanan. Okay, Va'eschanan el Hashem ba'eshahileimor. This is in Devarim Gimel Chaf Gimel. Rashi says Va'eschanan in chinun b'chomakom elalashan matnas chinam. So chinun in every place only means a free gift. Even though could rely on their good actions, they only ask from God uh, for a free gift. So the idea of Tachanunim is asking for something that you don't deserve. And Tzadikim would do that for all their Tevilos, even if, like, so to speak, they could deserve something where, like, you know, uh, like, let's say, like, Yaakov is a good example, right? Like, this is the famous thing with... Um, uh, you know, Yaakov was promised by Hashem that, you know, uh, that he would uh, be successful, etc. But he was worried that Shema Yigram that maybe my Chatayim diminished my Zechuyos and I'm going to be killed by Esau, you know, uh, uh, or Avram Avino. You know, Avram was promised the land, Eretz Canaan. Uh, and then he, uh, he, you know, he asked Hashem, uh, he, he was in doubt about it, not because he didn't trust Hashem, but because he thought maybe his own... Um, Avonos would diminish his, uh, his merit, you know? So that's the idea of Tachanunim is asking for something that you, uh, don't deserve. So now the question is, um, what does that have to do with during Nissan associated with the rejecting of Odazara? Why would that warrant us not, um, saying right. Tachanunim? Uh, what, what do you mean by not deserve? Like, what, like, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That I'm a little unclear on, because, like, do we deserve anything? Like, Right. So this is my answer. I've, I have never seen this uh, uh, written, okay? And this is making a big metaphysical claim. Uh, but I think that there are two frameworks of Midas Adin, okay? Uh, well, okay, Th- this one I'm saying I have heard somewhere, okay? There, the Ramban has this idea of Midas Adin Shalmala and Midas Adin Shalmata, uh, it's part of his sowed by the Akeda, which we're not supposed to interpret the Sodos, but I heard this from Rabbi Zucker. So, um, uh, so Midasadin uh, Shalmala means the absolute Midasadin. By that Midasadin, we don't deserve anything, okay, at all. Uh, like that's the idea of God being the, um, you know, uh, the intrinsic independent existence and us being dependent existences. That's the idea of Hilchus Yisodei Torah 1 1. Uh, specifically the part where the Rambam says, um, uh, um, that if one could conceive of everything else ceasing to exist, God alone would, would exist and not be negated by their negation. All existences need him. God doesn't need any one of them, uh, nor any one of them, and he certainly doesn't owe us anything. Right. Um, so that's one Mitzadin. But there's another Mitzadin where once God, if God were to create, let's say God were to create creatures and then not provide the means to, to, to sustain them, that would be unjust. Right. To create a creature and then just let it perish without giving any, uh, uh, um, without giving it anything, you know? So, like, like, must be is an idea of justice. Uh, in, in that sense. So, so there is an idea that once God has decided to, or let's say another uh, uh, extreme idea, when Avraham Avinu challenges Hashem by Sodom and Amora and says, you know, how could you kill the tzaddikim? Right? So in the absolute framework, of course, God doesn't owe, doesn't owe anybody anything. But if God sets up human beings 
and then says, here's reward and punishment. And then now I'm going to punish people who didn't do anything wrong. That's a violation of Mishpat, you know? So within gotcha. the premise of God creating everything, there is frame, a framework of justice that we can uh, have an idea of. So like so in, we're asking yeah. as a Bria. We're right. asking as a, uh, as a, um, in general or for Takanun? For in general. In general, right. In general, we're asking as a Bria. And in Takanun is when we're throwing ourselves at the mercy of the divine court, so to speak. You know, we're saying like, so when, when you're standing in Tefillah, uh, I, I heard this idea from the Rav, but I only heard it ball pet from someone else. So I don't, I don't know where he writes about it, but uh, that when you're standing in a, you know, God gave us a matir to stand before him and present our needs and say, you know, we are your creations. And like you created us with the Telemelukim and we, we can only get das from you. So, you know, um, we, uh, you created us and you gave us the ability to do tshuva, but we're powerless to do tshuva on our own. So hashivina Hashem Elachav and Ashuva, you know, help us do tshuva, you know. Um, so that's the Amida where we're standing before God as his creations and so to speak, like petitioning him. But then after Shimon Esrei, we engage in Tachanunim, which is which is true Rachmim saying, like, we don't deserve anything. Please uh, have mer- uh, Rachmim on us. So that's like in terms of so by Tachanun, we're kind of are we speaking in terms of Mises and Shalmala, or are we just asking for things that we even uh uh Shalmata we shouldn't get? I think we're asking for the latter. I think we're saying that that even in the framework of of like Mises Mata, we re- we realize we don't deserve what we're asking for, and we're asking God to do this out of a, a pure Chesed, you know, gotcha. and. And I want to actually uh, segue into something we've already read three weeks ago, which is the Rubenu Yonah on the Mishnah and Avos, because uh, I think now it's going to have new meaning. So Rubenu Yonah, when he says, uh, You should ask in uh, like a poor person supplicating and asking for something which he needs. Um, turning the page, trying to find the Rubenu Yonah. Must be the next page. Asking for something which he needs. Because a, a poor person speaks in supplications. Not like a guy who asks for something which he doesn't need. That he doesn't ask with a low um, heart and a crushed uh, and a broken spirit, a broken soul. So, so that we said, we talked about last time that when we ask for <laughs> Bakashos in our tefillah, we tend to do it by rote. We don't actually ask for someone who is asking for something that he needs. And if we got into that mentality, it would be a much more sincere uh, reality-based uh, Bakasha. But then he says, yeah, Isaiah. Oh, no, I just have an idea about the Pesach or why we don't say it during Nissan, but I would. Okay, sure. So hold on. Yeah. Every person needs to ask for himself. Because there's no person who does only good and doesn't sin. And he also shouldn't make tefillah like a burden. And he shouldn't make it like someone who's like uh, uh, paying off a debt. Okay, now he explains the Pasuk. Okay, and this this part is uh, is relevant to what I was just saying. As it says, uh, every person needs mercy. If the uh, hour is favorable to him, 
even if the hour is favorable to him, meaning even if things are going well. God uh, is slow to anger and is gracious to him. God is not being mercy because of his righteousness. In other words, it's not this guy deserves this good treatment, and that's why God is doing it. Uh, you need to supplicate before God, lest he change his mind about the, uh, uh, regarding the evil that he was going to do. Maybe the chet is going to cause you to suffer an onesh. You're not going to get a miracle at all times. Uh, and I just want to really quickly, before I, I, I paraphrase that, I want to go to the Pasuk in, uh, in Yoel that he was quoting, which is actually the Haftar we say for Shabbos Shuva. Um, where so Yoel is about these people getting a locust plague and uh because of their sins and it says um i'm going to read midway through here uh, hashem has emitted his voice before the advent of his army for his camp is very numerous that's talking about the locusts for those who carry out his word are mighty for the day of hashem is great and very awesome who will be able to bear it even now the word of hashem return to me with all your heart with fasting with weeping and with lamentation rend your hearts and not your garments and return to hashem your god for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger and of great kindness and he relents of evil whoever knows let him repent and regret and it will leave a blessing behind it for a meal offering and a libation to hashem um uh, uh blow the shofar and Sion, decree a fast call an assembly gather the people summon the congregation assemble the elders gather the young children and sucklings let the bridegroom go forth from his chamber and the bride from her canopy between the hall and the altar let the kohanim the ministers of hashem weep and let them say have pity hashem upon your people let not your heritage be an object of scorn for nations to be to dominate them why should they say among the people's where is their god um and uh yeah and so on so in other words Everyone needs to recognize that um, that they have aspects of themselves that God could punish, but he's only not doing because he's slow to anger and he's being gracious. And there's always room for more tshuva. So anytime you have this feeling that like, oh, things are going well because I deserve it, you know, uh, that is really where you need to like counteract that idea with Tachanun, recognizing I don't deserve anything. And you know, the baseline halacha is you engage in tefillah when you're doing tefillah and tachanunim when you're doing tachanunim. But like Rashi said, and like this Mishnah saying, the the tzaddikim will even engage in their tefillah as tachanunim because they realize that they're not deserving of all the kindness that God gives them. So um, so that's why he's extending it from regular tachanunim to tefillah. Yeah, Isaiah, what were you going to say for why we don't say tachanunim in Pesach or in uh, Nisan? What was I going to say? Um, <laughs> unfortunate. Um, I think I was thinking that, like, if we're if Tachanun is an idea of like asking Hashem for things that we that we don't necessarily deserve, yeah. Then during Nissan, what's it? I have to think about it a little bit more. Okay. Sorry. I also only have a half idea. Anyone else have anything? So I was thinking about in Nisan that according to the Aruch HaShulchan, the special, uh, the, the, you know, the Gedulas Nisan, the Gedulas the greatness of the month, is really a demonstration of Yidiyas Hashem for the entire world, that Hashem Hu'elkim Bashmaim Mitachas, and rejecting of Odazara, and like showing that Yisrael is the Am Segula, you know, and, and that's like stated throughout the narrative of the Makos, right? Like, um, I don't have my Pesukim here. Laman uh, Yidu... Uh, uh, you know, and Laman 
uh, uh, you know, it's demonstrating Hashem's Hashgacha. So, so the, okay, see, this is only a half idea. <laughs> um, everything that God did for us in Nissan was really not for us. Okay. Really, it was for Kedusha Hashem in the world. And it was for because of the promise that God made to the Avos, and it was because of the wickedness of Mitzrayim, you know. So, so like I can see a possibility, and this is only a half idea. I can see a possibility of an idea that, like, if we're in the realm of Tachanunim, no, this is maybe an opposite of the idea. Maybe this is a disproof of my own idea. I was gonna say, if we're in the realm of Tachanunim, it's like then we're in the realm of. Hashem, we don't deserve this, but please be kind to us anyway. Even that is in the realm of deserving and not deserving, you know? And what happened to Claudius Roll during Nissan was almost not in the realm at all. We were like objects in the sense of like, you know, almost like the way Hashem says at Yamsu of uh, Hashem, or Moshe says, Hashem yilachem lachem, but Hashem tacharishon. Like Hashem is going to wage war for you. You just be quiet, you know? Or like, uh, you know, stand still and see what Hashem is going to do. Like, like we were being taken out because we were Zara Avraham and because the Egyptians were wicked and because God wanted to demonstrate his ideas to the world. You know, we were not really even on the level of like, so to speak of like being, uh, you know, I, I know we were ultimately, but like, like being a Gavra, you know, of Kala Yisrael. We, we were, we were just being taken out because of the promise to the, to the Avos and because of what we, we would become. So, so like, getting into the realm of Tachanunim saying we're undeserving, we're undeserving is kind of missing the point because God was not, not, he was not doing what he did for us in Nissan because of anything having to do with our deservingness at all. It's like a, a removal of the framework. You know, it was just, we were the vehicle through which Kedusha Hashem was demonstrated and through which the promise to Avram was fulfilled and through which the uh, Mitzrayim were punished. I, I feel like that's not the best idea. So let's just say like this is when you don't say Tafanan on Nissan, think about rejecting a Vodazara. And if you think of an idea that intrinsically relates the not saying Tafanan to a Vodazara, let me know. But uh, but that's the uh, that's all I got for tonight. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, plan is here's what I would like to do. Okay. I would like on Thursday. So last Thursday we did the Hamakom thing and we did the NR version where we mainly focused on the wrong idea. We didn't actually get to the right idea of Hamakom. So I wanted to go uh, give a share on Thursday on the, the correct idea. And then also maybe explain what Baruch Hamakom is doing in the Haggadah if we have time. Yeah. Maybe um, I'm trying to think like what it's tough. It's a tough question. It is tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's fun though. It's a fun question. Yeah. Like what's yeah. the theme of Nissan that would be that would like override that like idea of Tachman? Yeah, yeah. Good question. Alrighty. Uh let me know if you think of anything. Have a good night. Right. Thank you. Bye. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Weiss. 
Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at Matt-Schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are MattSchneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at RabbiSchneeweiss at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.